Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and you know what we get a chance to talk about on Obstruction to Justice. We talk about politics, current events of the day, uh, whatever's happening, whatever's going on, uh, woke opportunities, and of course, my favorite, business. And we have a great opportunity to talk with a business entrepreneur. He's an accountant, uh, you know, a guy that likes numbers. That that really is about success in business, huh? Talking about numbers. Brother Auka Uuka Alegba. Welcome, Brother Auka. Uh, good evening. How you doing? I'm well, you know, forgive me. I have a Southern uh, Missouri drawl. Uh, that's kind of my conversation has a Southern Missouri drawl. Did I pronounce your name right? Uh, yes, ma'am. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Brother Uga, you are the business owner of Umoja Books and Products there in Lafayette, Louisiana. And you know, what What really kind of got me going in it, where I've had an opportunity to meet you, I'm just going to share how I met you, right? Mm -hmm. So I have been on this journey of educating myself on the different uh, situations, a primary situation of what's going on in business, especially African-American business. And one thing that, you know, we, we want to do is, of course, educate ourselves and see what what um, those who have the opportunity to study what they're talking about, you know, whether or not it's, uh, you know, who who's What's going on with business? Is business not successful because of uh, the African-American community itself? Is Should business be more successful? And, and all of that. And uh, what I've discovered is that it is a, it is an awakening that is long due. It's long overdue. And it's like, okay, I had an opportunity to have a couple of, uh, you know, YouTube is full of different opportunities to check out um, progressive people, people that have uh, have a voice for what's going on in the community, the African-American community particularly. So I went out there and I just started listening to some of the interviews that these wonderful people have given, right? And it's like, okay, well, I ran across a couple that, of course, they have books. And thank God for books, huh? Because here you get an opportunity to chat with, uh, you know, uh, chat with people as far as uh, intellectually, because here's something that's studied, that's written, where you can compare, where you can do research, right? So, one of the books that uh, I had gotten first, and I've been talking about it, it's called The Black Tax. I'm not going to let that book go. It is mm -hmm. it is a, a, a book that has just knocked my socks off because it's given 
information about the uh, economic and you being an accountant, a guy that deals with numbers, the economic consequences of uh, African-Americans uh, here, in, in, of course, in America, and why uh, we've been oppressed. So, of course, uh, the, the cost of being Black in America, and it just talks about the different institutions, uh, economic, uh, financial institutions, uh, more um, uh, land, all, all of the different ways that Americans... Uh, consider having wealth and then how they've had an opportunity, uh, those other than African-Americans have had the opportunity in laws and in different, um, different, uh, just different ways to where they've had opportunities of progress. But then when it comes to the African-American communities, we don't get that opportunity. And it says, and what can you do to help create the 6 million jobs and 1.4 million businesses that are missing in the black community? You know, so I started out with that book, but I just wasn't satisfied. Mm -hmm. And then I, I didn't want to, you know, I, I've been understanding how it is so important to do business with black companies, black businesses, African-American businesses, giving African-Americans the opportunity to earn, earn income and, and hire other people. So this is the, one of the solutions it's, is to do uh, business with black businesses. So I got out there to see, and you know, you did your homework. You were out there, um, on Amazon, I might have started out there, but it's like, mm, I really do want to do business with an African-American. So I started looking for um, the different opportunities and options where I can purchase these other books that I was looking for. And you were there, Emoja Books and Products. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you did your homework. You were there. We were able, I was able to find you and do business. Now, I will say, guys, I got uh, got out there. You're able to, to order your books online. By the way, uh, let me just go out here. I'm just going to go out here and share the, uh, we'll start right there, because I want to I get more people on here to, to mm -hmm. save the best for last. Not so much the last of it, but I want you to be able to share your, what it is that, how you got started in it. But I, I want to let me go out here and share the website and we'll take a look there. But the website out here, if you go out to the website and, and for our podcasters, I want to uh, share too where the website is. It's Umoja. That's U-M-O-J-A-B-O-O-K-S-T-O-R-E.net. So Umoja Book store.net is where you want to go and out there oh my goodness brother has lots of great books he's got lots of great books and i went out there and i did my search so it looks good where you do the search and then you'll be able to uh, pull up the books that you're looking for and one of we'll talk about this book here in a little bit uh, black labor white wealth but uh, that was one of the books that i wanted to to order, and I was able to do that and then search for my other book. The book came, Brother Uuka, the book came, 
And it, um, I, I was just excited. It came in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, came through U- U.S. Postal Service, which is cool because, I mean, you know, if you have a big enough mailbox, it'll fit. And if not, they'll deliver it, you know. So it was just cool. And I did get it and I was very excited about it. But here we are when it comes to uh, Emoja Books and Products. Tell us how you got started. Well, let me take you, let me basically, uh, get an understanding of how this happened. Um, let me start off by saying that it was my journey through learning our, learn more about our history. I was a, um, I was a graduate student at uh, Southern University in Baton Rouge, and I was uh, pursuing my, my master's in accounting. So I was really getting into the history. I was visiting a lot of, uh, there was a, there was two bookstores in um, in Baton Rouge, and I was looking at the uh, literature that it had, and I and I kept on patronizing, going there, back and forth, and so I drew an interest that uh, I know that there was a there was a bookstore in Lafayette, Lafayette, mm-hmm. Louisiana, when I was uh, for, when I was pursuing my undergraduate, I I. I got my undergraduate from the University of, uh, of Louisiana at Lafayette. And so I used to go to this bookstore side by side, but that bookstore had closed in Lafayette. Oh my goodness. And then there was another bookstore that opened up, um, like in about 95, 96, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it, and it only, it only was probably open for about two years or so. Mm. So I had this interest. I say, well, the the whole thing was is that uh the the bookstore idea i mean as far as getting the information to our people and learning about the history and tradition and, and things of that nature that's very important so what i did was i said well let me not start by first uh opening up a storefront what i did was while i was a graduate student at, at Southern university what i started uh purchasing some books and, and started as a vendor Mm-hmm. So I started going to various uh, festivals, Essence Festival, different okay. different uh, events, mm-hmm. and started selling selling books to build, you know, get capital and and mm-hmm. also build the interest and market the business that that you know. And and so what happened as I was uh, going to different events, uh, the what it was in particular when I when I started doing events in in, in Lafayette, mm-hmm. uh, what I there was a interest to say like, why don't you open up a storefront? So that was the ultimate, that was the goal anyway, but you wanted to get that, you wanted to actually get the people receptive to that. You right. Know? So, so I did it that way. And so surely enough, you know, so this went just like I started, I started this like in 97, 98, the Venom part. Mm-hmm. And then in 2002, I say, well, it's time, it's time to have a, a a physical storefront. All right. And so we so February two thousand two, we we just I just went I just started it up and and um and it, we started started it kind of slow in a way where, um, you know and and as we uh as the you know the customer built you know clientele built up customer base mm-hmm. the customer base built mm-hmm. up we 
basically started adding more more items and so forth and so this is this is where we at so so going strong from since since 2002 and the other thing that that was um unique about the bookstore because most people when they think of a black bookstore they just think you know the the black bookstore is like a pillar in the community it's a little bit bigger because it, it's connected so one of the things that that i wanted to make sure that we, that was being done with bookstore was to uh you know when there's events going on to sponsor the help sponsor these events okay and also actually host events as well you know so so as you can see on i think it's on the website that that kind of lays out some of the things that we have done over the years with the bookstore um yeah so, i saw a so, few events out there mm-hmm. right so this is just this is the concept yeah. behind the bookstore is to be connected with the community and um and just uh, just be very supportive. You know, there was a couple of things that you mentioned that, um, you know, when you're talking about startup now, a lot of times people don't realize that Nike, it's told, the story is told that Nike, the shoe company, that he actually sold shoes out of the trunk of his car. That's how he got started, right? right. And then um, even you know, Bill Gates and he got started in his garage. But what mm -hmm. you said too, and this is, you know, one, one nugget for people that, well, how do I get started? Well, you simply want to get started. But what you did was you went and you purchased books and you became a vendor for your passion, right? So, you know, you went to the different events, that's networking, that's something that's definitely a plus when you're looking to be in business, right? Networking, uh, being in, in the community, and that really right there with, with the icing on the cake and the cherry on the top where, that you shared, being a part of the community. So once you did get the location, you were still a part, you became a strong part of the community. So they already knew you because you were out there in the community as a vendor, but then had the opportunity to get to know you better by you hosting your your company, hosting different events. And of course, uh, you know, that right there is so important. Uh, Businesses don't seem to, you know, understand. Like you were saying, there was a couple that went out of business, right? So there were two other bookstores that had gone out of business. And why do yeah. some stay in business and why do some grow and continue well, on? Well, let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Uh, for, uh, there was one in particular that what, what happened with this one bookstore and I, and I was going there just about every week just to try to make sure that it would stay in, stay in business. So mm-hmm. even if I just had to buy, I had to find something in that, in that place of business to buy something, right? To do something to, to show some support. But this business was actually located in the mall. Mm, overhead. Uh, and what happened mm. was the 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 overhead was just too much. And mm-hmm. um and because the at that time uh this mall was kind of um it was still thriving because this this mall is not in existence right now, but it was still thriving at that time. Uh to what what happened was management decided that they wanted to increase the rent. So you know when you you're, you're not getting mm-hmm. the the business and you know the uh, the traffic, and then you're you're going to add more overhead. So um, mm-hmm. so surely enough, uh, that business um, went out and 
And the good thing, well, one thing that came out of it and that uh, one silver lining was the fact that uh, I was able to purchase their uh, merchandise. So they didn't have to. Okay. I purchased their, their entire inventory. Oh, wow. So, That's cool. So it was, mm-hmm. I guess the what it was, it was, it's one, you know, sometimes you, you know, when you, when you have that situation, you have to go through this, uh, where you're having these clearance sales, trying, just trying to get, uh, get, get, uh, sell this inventory. So I was, I, I told them just, no, don't, you're, you're not doing the clearance. You just sell it to me. You know, I mean, I'm in, you know, I'm going to, I want to, mm-hmm. I'm going to sell it. So just sell it to me a little bit above your uh what you your cost mm-hmm. or yeah. you can mm-hmm. still make something off of it and and so and so that's what happened and and what was so interesting about that that whole process was that the uh the owners they wound up being being customers for the bookstore too you know it's it's mm-hmm. like and so I wanted to kind of piggyback on something you mentioned and that's what I was trying to allude to is that uh what makes businesses thrive a lot you know what we have to be more cognizant of is the fact that we need to have uh the necessary relationships mm. one of the things that uh when we look at relationship relationship is the hallmark of everything and and that's one of the things that i've learned through studying uh uh dr claude anderson dr amos wilson they they talk about uh how you do when you talk we say networking and stuff like that and what we're talking about is building building sound relationships and 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 so that's one of the things that we we have to do more of and so it's it's one where when you were mentioning being visible you know so so it was it was one of the things like oh they, they would say like um like if there was an event and let's say i didn't attend that particular i didn't vent that day but they said what happened to you you mm-hmm. know or it was expectation mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i should be present at this event and um what one event event in particular in Lafayette that I've been uh uh been a vendor at it's been the MLK celebration um okay. not only that I've been but I'm a vendor over there but I'm also uh, um a sponsor okay uh, a sponsorship as well mm-hmm. so so that's uh, important because the you know with the uh this with that with the, the, the sponsorship that I take out that helps Keep but the, the cost of the event itself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that's really what's important because uh, the networking, other communities network. And when I say communities, other people of other nationalities network, right? Uh, but when we come together, it seems um, to be more of a competition, crab barrel, type of idealism instead of networking because there are things even if we did have the same business there are types of business there would be things that i would specialize in that you wouldn't specialize in or things that you would specialize in that i wouldn't specialize in you know mm-hmm. it's there no two businesses are really the same unless you're doing the mcdonald's thing you know the franchising so the uniqueness of business i think is really what we should be attracted to and to support each other. And uh, the fact that you supported that business and that business every week was uh, a hopeful opportunity for that business. But even still, even though it went on, you were able to pass, they were able to pass on Mm 
those books. So it didn't go out of the bit out of business. Really, it just transitioned. Mm. And they got had an opportunity. Now they have an opportunity to do something different and it's transitioned to you. And, you know, I will say big ups to you because you're out there. You have the books and it is really what's happening. Uh, You guys go out there and check it out again. It's Umoja books. Uh, Now, Umoja, tell me. I already know. I know what Umoja means. I looked it up. But tell us what Umoja means. Well, you Moja is the uh, is the principal one of the principles of the Nguzu Saba, um, and during Kwanzaa, you know, of course, it's the first principle is the mm-hmm. uh, meaning unity. Unity, and, and the key is to strive for unity in the family, and in the community, mm-hmm. and, and, and and as well as in the race. So this is the way where we come together and have what we call functional unity, because we're not going to be not going to agree on everything but mm-hmm. we still be able to be respectful even in in in, in our disagreements and so forth mm-hmm. and yeah so, so unity is so so emotion is that concept where we where we kind of you know come together and um and, and share and 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 understand our our purpose yes another principle which is nia is a uh, is purpose so mm-hmm. you see all the the principles of Kwanzaa, how all those principles all tie in together. <laughs> it's like it's hard to talk about one without talking about the other. Mm-hmm. They, they're very supportive, but but we definitely, I definitely wanted to pick the term emotion because that's what what we wanted to promote was uh, unity in the in the community. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how it came about. That unity is what it's all about because unity, like what like what we were saying, unity in the family unity in the community if there is no community or if there is a devastated community where the dollar does not circle even one time in the community it's a devastated community so uh emoja is is a is a way to remind us that, hey, and I love it, Emoja Bookstore, the unity of really where we need to go. Number one, family. Number two, community. And, uh, you know, with that community to know that there is no community without economics, guys. (laughs) It's just no community without economics. Or we're always on on the lower end getting the handouts instead of thriving and building a community where our uh our our legacy can can grow from you know and we can have a voice a political voice an economic voice you know because that's what where you vote is with that with that dollar let oh go ahead no no go ahead go and, and say that's that's very key point and um and one of the things is that what you're talking about is the um uh, the circulation of the dollar, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we have to understand that uh, right now we we have a disposable income of one point two trillion dollars, mm-hmm. and it just seems like that number keeps on growing each year. Because at one time when I used to talk about this, it was like six hundred million. Now mm-hmm. it's at one point two trillion, and we have to be uh, cognizant of that number. What does that no- what does that number represent? Generally, and 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 just. It looks let's say like oh that's a lot but it is a lot mm-hmm. but, but what it what more what's more important is the fact that it represents only a fraction of what we're producing 
because most people don't get paid what they actually produce right mm -hmm. so so it's a fraction but but the the key point i really wanted to bring about with this 1.2 trillion is is how what we could be doing if we uh circulated uh that those dollars better in our community and and that's the uh that's the part where we need to get to and um and i'm and i want to say this before i continue i'll and i didn't say this i need to make sure this is this is done I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to even discuss. This. <laughs> you know, we got, oh. I got that is that is that is you know because I mean, I I do have a passion talking about black economic development. Uh, because by trade, uh, I am a uh, I classify myself as an auditor. You know, I I say accountant auditor, but I'm more mm -hmm. on the audit side. And so, one of the key things that I that I that I see is that um, we have, when I look in our community, it doesn't matter what city I'm in, we have a lot of talents. It's just that we're, we just have to somehow uh, understand what, what is our purpose? What are we trying to do? What, what are we, 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 wanna, we wanna make sure that we're trying to work and trying to improve the social economic conditions in our community. Mm -hmm. And so that's the certain things that needs to be done because you mentioned uh, the fact of, of the matter that if someone has a, a business that's similar, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example of this. Uh, uh, there's a business in 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 Lafayette, business One Love. It's, it, that's the name of the business. Mm -hmm. uh, this brother he sells. Uh, he used to well he does not he doesn't sell anymore. He used to sell books, and so he so we had the conversation. I said, look, it's fine because it, books are just like a small small thing that some something he does and he knows that I I, I primarily specialize in books and I told mm -hmm. him go ahead and do it. In fact, uh what happened was that we generally share uh how you can say customers because if someone goes into his place of business and they're looking mm -hmm. for a particular book, he quickly refers them to me. And and vice versa if, if someone is looking for some because he sells a lot of African attire. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like your shirt, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if, if someone is looking to purchase any African attire, then I refer them to One Love. Mm -hmm. So we, so this is this is the way we do it. Mm -hmm. Now, that's one example. And then in terms of books, well, there's like in Louisiana that, that I'm familiar with, there's like uh, three bookstores and, and, and the, um, we have more than three, I think it was about four. Um, and then maybe some that I may not be aware of, but the ones that I that I am aware of, I, I have good relationships with them. And what it is, what happens a lot of time, like if I'm if a customer is looking for a particular book mm -hmm. and I don't have them, I give one of the uh the owners a call mm -hmm. and see how they could if they if they actually have it in stock and and I tell them, look, don't just just it's your, it's, it's your, 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 all I want to do is not like, I just want to satisfy this customer, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, and that's, you, that's if, great if business. Want, yeah. If you want to give me a little something off of it, that's fine. But the main thing is I want to make sure that one of us is, is actually. Right. Right. So that was, that's the key thing of it. And, um, and we, we have maintained this, uh, the, the, the owner that one of the owners that I'm talking about, this is a relationship that goes back dates back 20 years you know, okay 20 years uh and this is the type of stuff we do all the time we and we have conversations in regarding 
how do we get more people to, you know, more of our people to continue supporting? And some of the things that we talked about is, is continue to, one, have uh, events that we're, we're doing, um, actually then uh, sales and, you know, just being visible, just, mm-hmm. just saying that, look, things are, you know, we know that there are other competitors that think people have, that have come in the market because uh, when I first started, um, uh, this is black bookstores. That was you weren't going to get any 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 books on on black people without going to a black bookstore. Yeah, wow. Know mm-hmm. now, and you now know, we know that there's a lot mm-hmm. more that's going on, mm-hmm. and and but we're we're, we're but but I want to just want to make sure that the listening audience knows that we're um, this business right here, emotion books and products. Um, I just uh, I'm, I'm gonna share this. It says it's like in 2013, it was a a, a, a point where I was thinking, oh man, it was kind of rough. It mm-hmm. was just to be honest, it was really rough. Yeah. But it was my younger brother say, man, you know you got the passion. You gonna you're not gonna even know what to do with yourself if <laughs> if if you don't if you don't continue this business. So um, he gave me an inspiration. Um. So I I I, I came up with some creative ways to to kind of uh, sustain the bookstore. And and one of the key things that uh, I wound up doing was I the website you see, I created that website myself. I, mm-hmm. I spent uh, days uh, just working on it, trying mm-hmm. to get it together. And, and that's been the uh, what's re- really have helped the business. Mm-hmm. So not only to have foot traffic, but to have uh, internet traffic as well. That's right. And that's really where business is going. You know, you see what Amazon has done. They've taken everything online. Uh, Even with this pandemic, you know, they're trying to shut doors of many businesses in many different states. Uh, So really the versatility of of going, uh, being online, having the online presence, having the storefront, you know, because you have that great product there. That's really the key. And of course, what you're saying too, the marketing aspect of networking and being visible in the community. So, you know, you just can't lose with that, that three, three prong, unless we don't get enough people to, to know that you're there and African-Americans to support, at least supporting their own communities, uh, community businesses, no matter. Now you're way in Lafayette, Louisiana, but it's like, look, brother, it don't matter because he's there. And I'm here in Oak Grove, Missouri, the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. It doesn't matter because it's still and African-American community. So we have to even think broader because even now business itself, it's not local anymore. It's not um, statewide anymore, national anymore. It's worldwide. Yes. Cause I, in okay. fact, it was, it's, it's interesting that you brought that up. Cause uh, I just, uh, last week I had a customer from Nigeria that, uh, that purchased a book and, you know, it, it those things happen quite often where I'm shifted books out out of this country, and um, and it and it's all because of uh, like you say, it's everything is moving in that direction. So you have to one is that I still like the uh, foot traffic, yeah, and and we and I still do marketing to try to get the foot traffic, but at the same time, I have to be aware 
that in order for me to do some of the things that I like doing and for us like uh, staying, staying and, and being involved in the community, I have to make sure that I get the necessary resources to do those things because those mm-hmm. th- those things, you know, it's, it's it's one of the things that and and there's there's a goal that I I look look to do within the next year or so. I'm looking to uh, actually uh, uh, do a spon- a scholarship. I like to give okay. a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been uh, looking at that. I, thinking about that for a while but i like to give a give a scholarship because because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that when you see um um that whole idea of with businesses you want to be able to give back and most and definitely make, you know make a lasting impression on, yeah. on someone you know so and we'll talk because you know i was just thinking you know my girls are into my daughter's uh, they've always been into, you know, most girls, young people are into fashion and music and everything. So they, they enjoy themselves. But there was this one pageant that my oldest daughter did. And I was thinking about that today. Big shout out to my oldest and the family in St. Louis. Um, but this, uh, this was this pageant was in a little tiny town in Arkansas, Garden Lake, Arkansas. And, you know, I was thinking about that and how, what can we do to give back? And, and I'd love to have done that. And I'm looking to do that pageant, you know, but, but where, you know, maybe we could do one there in Lafayette and have one for males and females, best couple, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, just to, to showcase, uh, the talents that's another thing the talents that that we have and not so much just the singing and dancing you know why not come and give a demonstration and a presentation of a business that you have you know because i get excited about that you know what what can we do to share uh the information and knowledge and that which you were talking about as far as a scholarship, what a great way, what a fun way. And I'm into hanging out with young people anyway, but uh, that kind of gives me an idea too, to say, hey, scholarship. And, you know, the the lady that hosted this uh, Miss Gurdon Lake, Arkansas, she did it, you know, for a while, but why not pick it up and hang out and uh, do it on a, on a different level, maybe a different town, Lafayette, Louisiana type thing, you know, and then it would be an annual thing. I want to go ahead. Let me forward because we can chat, 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 but you know, brother, I would love to have you back on a regular basis uh, you know, you're definitely welcome to to come back. I'd love because what what this gives an opportunity to do too is the yes, the networking because you have the books, you know, you have the insight, you have the the same similar visions, and that's kind of what what we as a community need. We need to glue, we need to gel, we need to talk and say, hey, well, you know, I know so and so because so and so down the street is doing this. And, you know, this would be a way to, to do the networking and, and still uh, stay empowered and grow. Well, You're, can I say mm-hmm. something to that? Most and, definitely. Yeah. And, and one of the key things that I want to emphasize with that in terms of um, how we deal with our relationships, the way we the way we're going to way we grow is to when we when we're doing things and we're looking at whether or not I should 
actually do business with this person or even if it's not even not talking about business mm-hmm. just if it could be from a, a community organization standpoint we always have to what i call do deal it with the pros and the cons okay and, and and you have to weigh it and a lot of times we will we'll take one little something we don't like mm-hmm. and then, then it then it's it's something minor uh and not look at all the good point good point things that we have to do we have to start balancing Mm -hmm. balancing things good point folks want to major in minors little little idiosyncrasies that don't even matter the main point is what's really happening you know how supportive and together is that uh is that person or community you know because not too many people are rolling up their sleeves my brother huh not too you know they everybody's doing a good talk but most folks are doing this binge watching huh that's what they're doing binge watching and in uh, uh sofa surfing and armchair quarterbacking you know well, well the thing is the thing about that is that we have to get to a point where we um uh work on self oh yes and let me, we let do. Me say this. What I say when I say that is that we have to take time and do some type of introspection and really, and that's the key thing and reflect and 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 so we so when we go out in the, the community we will will be able to have a better level of communication because a lot of times what 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 happens is that some of us that when we if we have a regular nine to five job and so mm-hmm. forth yeah uh, and whatever tra- transpired at that job. We let let a lot of that stuff fester in us, and then we That's true. then we take it out mm-hmm. on other people, and so we have to have that moment where we take time, where where not we do a prayer, a med some type form of meditation, mm-hmm. something that that allows us to um, let you know kind of release some of that negative mm-hmm. energy. That's right. Cause, That's cause true. If, if we because we have too much. As a, as a, as a people mm-hmm. to deal with, and we have and a lot to deal with lot. that stress. You know, being in communities where the amenities aren't there, it's you know, it's you can't just run down the street to one of the grocery stores and grab something. You know, you have uh, uh, you have deserts, vegetable deserts. You know, where com- that's where communities don't have the different. Uh, uh, stores, grocery stores, where they can go in and, and buy something fresh and wholesome, so you're not eating properly. Well, uh, well yeah. that that right there is very key because because mm-hmm. uh, diet mm-hmm. is very key because if you what what happens if someone is not getting the iron mm-hmm. iron in their bodies and so, yeah. and so forth. They get a little frustrated, yeah. and 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 those things, uh, and then you then you couple that with um, self hatred that's been mm-hmm. incarcerated in many of us. Because I, because I, I tell you, that's why I do a lot of introspection, do a lot of different things, yes, to, to balance that. Because we know that that we have as a people have been faced with a lot of trauma. And everyday trauma every day so we got you got to be mm-hmm. able to deal with that diet exercise prayer meditation you have mm-hmm. to be able to deal with these things and 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 you have to uh come to a realization that that you know some so often is that what happens is that you may be the problem but you're trying to put it on somebody else 
as being yeah yeah you have to do that type of reflection and and understand how do i what what role do i play into this this situation and even if we we understand now i uh, what these, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, you know, has shared in his book is that we really aren't the problem. We've been, it, it, and hear me out. We're really not the problem. It's the outside influences and what we have to deal with that has, uh, has, uh, created the problem. And so if you're in an environment to where you're, first last one hired first one fired okay so the little money you didn't got saved up or whatever is gone because it's, you're gonna have to live off that to try to find another job uh the community where you are doesn't have that grocery store where you can go down the street you doesn't have the amenities to where you can safely uh go to certain places well here's the thing you know we're looking this is one of the reasons why uh, black businesses are so important because where some communities may not, uh, some businesses may not bring in the gas station or the the little you know food stores or the bigger food stores because people will you know come in they they think it's just not uh, going to be feasible because people will come in and take take from it and it just you know uh, you know rob it in a sense. But here's the thing, well, even if they don't, then we should try to have something in our own communities to where we can have some type of amenities. But the point is, is that if the society is set up to where everything is uh, stacked against us, mm -hmm. uh, we're having to pay more. We're having to do more. We're having to prove ourselves more. And we don't get the respect even right. from uh, uh, each other to where we're not getting the support to do the business, huh? Here, oh, here we go. See, you got you got a book. See, yeah, post-traumatic slave syndrome. Oh you're my goodness! You, you, what you're alluding to? You gonna get all my little my little uh, right. play money, my brother? <laughs> right. So what you're alluding to is is that trauma? Is the is the mm. stuff that you deal with? Uh, and one of the things is, is that because we're not in control of our environment. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of the things when you're dealing with black economic development, you're trying to establish an infrastructure where we could actually mm -hmm. have these uh, places where we could actually have, that would be more conducive for us. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we're, we're, we're challenged. And so so because we, we, we don't have, we're not in control of uh, our environment like we would like it to be, that's why we we see a lot of the, the things that are happening, the, the violence and 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 mm -hmm. and all these things that are that are happening. These are the byproducts of of not being able to uh, control your your own environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here comes the frustration. You know, on top of that, you know, there's only so much resources. So in within the home, she's tired. She had has had to get off of work, working a job that's not really going to be enough. Then she has the children that she has to parent because if she doesn't, no one will. And uh, the babysitter has been the, t you know, the TV or whatever. Uh, there's so much, so much well, that we have to contend with. Well, and, and that's one of the reasons why when, when we see this environment and we and most and people over the years have uh, labeled it as we call white supremacy. And 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 I think sometimes mm -hmm. what happens is that 
we don't know how how these can uh we're not aware of how these things are put in motion of how these mm-hmm. things are created because we because what we do we because most of us live in in a community where we're where we see ourselves but we're not seeing that there are things certain things that put in place to create mm-hmm. these uh different mm-hmm. conditions and so forth. so we think it's normal that that's so, just the way so, it is so huh? like yes this, this thing is yeah, we, and that's the whole thing is for you to accept it as being a normal situation. But we have to understand that uh, when you look at uh, the uh, think about it like this. There's been many people that have had brilliant ideas about businesses that they wanted to start, but they couldn't mm-hmm. they couldn't get the necessary financing uh, to get this done. So if if I would just if you would just think about all the businesses, you know, People that probably have made their transitions over the years have, uh, if if some of these businesses would have gotten started, uh, it would have it would have been very impactful to our communities and so mm-hmm. forth. But but because of the uh, redlining practices, yes, and, we uh, talked about that on obstruction of justice in the past too. Yeah, recently, practices mm-hmm. that, and, and not being able to uh, uh, obtain the necessary. Uh, uh, financing to, mm-hmm. to to launch certain uh, businesses and so forth. This has basically al- al- allow our community to be uh, stagnant, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is why we are. That's why I I'm man. Every time I get a chance, and if I like when you mentioned like YouTube, from time to time when I I go to YouTube and I say, let me see, let's see if I can pull up a Dr. Claude Anderson uh, video or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know, because. You know, we we have, and I and I want to make sure I stress this: we have all the talent mm-hmm. that we have. We, we can get it done, and we can. But it, but the key thing, some of the key things is uh, it 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 trust. Trust. Within the family, I say first family unity because there's your emoji, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I say first family unity and then the families can come together within the community and share too, you know, right. back to your point uh, of what can we do to uh, calm ourselves and to enlighten ourselves that the enlightenment is kind of what, what we're looking at. So yes, we're coming from the stress of the day. Yes. We're working the job, the nine to five. Yes. We have evening responsibilities, weekend responsibilities, but it's okay. And I tell, I tell myself this, it's okay to read a book. It's mm-hmm. okay to sit down with a nice cup of tea or whatever it is you like to chill with and read, you know, it's okay to take moments to breathe and bless yourself and your environment. It's we're not slaves. Well, well, <laughs> well let, me say this. let me say this on, on that note there. One of the challenges is that with that, what we're talking about, first of all, you first rule number one, you have to recognize that you have this issue. You know, some of us that okay. so so this is one of the problems that we have. Sometimes we don't recognize it, or even if we recognize it, mm. we use uh, something else to to deal with it, and and, and some of it may re- result in us uh, some people indulging in alcohol or drugs. Okay, yeah, so, 
Escapism. That's escapism. That's not so, dealing with so it. It's huh? not, not addressing mm-hmm. that, that issue that you're dealing with on a personal level. So that's the that and then then that creates another another issue, another problem itself. So you all you did was have made have worsened the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. Brother, before we go, let's chat just a bit. Tell us what NCOBRA is. Okay, NCOBRA is the National Coalition for Blacks for Reparations in America. Uh, basically, uh, it got started as a, in 1997. Yeah, no, yeah, 19, no, excuse me, 1987. Okay. It got started in 1987, and its primary goal has been to demand reparations on, on behalf of Black people. And, and notice I say coalition because it consists of, uh, of, of Black organizations and individuals and so forth that's been pushing for uh, and pressing for uh, reparations. Uh, so it's, um, and, and just, just to understand reparations, we're, we're in the demand that Encobra is making, it's not just dealing with uh, the chattel enslavement. Most people think, you know, not most people, but some people think some people that's um, that's uh, are, are opponents of, of reparations mm-hmm. always try to control the narratives in a sense where, well, we don't want to we don't want to pay for enslavement or they call it slavery. I call it enslavement mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Our, our ancestors were I, yes. I enslavement as opposed to slavery. Uh, so so they always look at that but but when we when we move from that era of chattel enslavement and then we move into jim crow and then we move into where we're at right now mm-hmm. we are still faced with with injuries mm-hmm. and that's what Encobra has uh looked at is that the injuries there's five injuries that Encobras have have featured and uh and and so so this is and, and these these injuries are, are are very key. And one is dealing with education. Mm-hmm. We got education, we got health, we got peoplehood and nationhood. Um, we have uh, criminal punishment. Mm-hmm. And let's see, uh, there's one I'm missing. Um, let's see, education, health, criminal punishment. I say wealth. Wealth. That yeah. would be one, and then, um, and then, yeah. So, and people who, and peoplehood and nationhood. So okay. hey, these are the these are the the five injury areas, and 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 education. We 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 see how our people have uh, been miseducated over the years, not knowing their history. Because if just think about it, uh, over. Uh, let me just give one little example. Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And because it was the centennial celebration this year, most people was like, oh, what is what is happening and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and what was so interesting about that was that every time I used to do a program on the radio, I used to always this is back in a long time, years ago, used to always talk about Black Wall Street. But it was it wasn't just how you say it would it would kind of like you would it was like a footnote kind of situation. But now I see that. Through the years, you know, people are getting a little bit more receptive toward the history. Yeah. So, but the key point I wanted to make sure is that the that just shows the uh, miseducation that we have received mm-hmm. because because 
have think about what what impact that would that that can make on someone's life to understand that we had a, a community such as the uh, Greenwood, mm-hmm. which which is which is what which is referred to that had that was self-sustaining like that mm-hmm. it had all had doctors how you know all those grocery stores able to even just take care of themselves Eleven thousand people ain't been mm-hmm. able to, to, to right take care of themselves mm-hmm. so so that's that's the education that we that we're dealing with and then mm-hmm. we have the other one that we talked about health and mm-hmm. we and understanding the issues that you know, when you look at the all the different eras of time, chattel enslavement, Jim Crow, and to the present day, mm-hmm. we can see the issues that that have affected us as a community in dealing with health. Mm-hmm. And so, we want to make sure that uh, injury areas is, is, is properly addressed too. Because, for sure, for sure. So, so got to keep in mind that these injuries are continuing. You know, as we speak. And, and, and one in particular that we, we're dealing with right now is this COVID-19 that has mm-hmm. been devastating to our community. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with that. And then the yeah. other one, the other injury area is criminal punishment. And, um, and one, There's a brother that uh, was wrongfully convicted and has spent 11 years in prison. And he uh, has just went through the appeal to be released. The brother wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. And they convicted him. Uh, that's right. what's crazy. Wasn't even there. Hopefully, we'll have a chance to. Uh, we'll, we'll just share whenever they're ready. Uh, but that right there has that. That's just huge. The because that's a part of what slavery is too. To modern day slavery, right? Because because you see, I mean, when you and I know we, you know, maybe at, at a, during another time I could get delve into a little bit more. Because I'm just kind of giving an overview. Yes, sir. But mm-hmm. but criminal punishment is 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 also in that injury area that we want to want to get addressed. Is mm-hmm. the fact of when you have these uh, nonviolent offenders, uh, uh, you know, serving those years, and and it and, and a lot of times there's been situations where there were no evidence that that that, that even committed mm-hmm. these people even committed the crime. Wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of that. And then even if even situations where we know, um, like with the crack cocaine sentencing, we yeah, saw that, I that, remember that, that that was pretty devastating with five grams of crack mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to 500 grams of, of cocaine powder. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, that was that was that was devastating. And now they have reduced it a little bit, but it's still still not balanced. So we mm-hmm. still we're dealing with that. And then we did the other injury areas dealing with wealth and poverty. We could clearly mm-hmm. understand that. That's and, what we're talking about that, even that, now. That, How that, can we empower that is, is in the, book the communities? That picked up uh, like label white wealth. Yeah, and it and Claude, Dr. Claude Anderson lays it out all out how this wealth was amassed on the back of our, mm-hmm. our, our ancestors mm-hmm. and, 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 and presently, you know, even now. And that's even what the now. black tax is talking about. So, is so that it's an ongoing thing. It's, it, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't, it started there during the enslavement, but mm-hmm. it's still going on. Still, still we paid, they take, and we still continue to pay for the community, their communities. Okay, the communities that are not of color still to this day, 
because of what goes on with the different what you're sharing up. And then the, and then the, then the last one, peoplehood and nationhood. Mm -hmm. And peoplehood and nationhood is just basically this is dealing with identity, identity and culture. And mm -hmm. this is basically one where we weren't allowed at that time to operate freely as a people. Because you remember during during uh, the enslavement era, you had situations where people couldn't, if they couldn't, they couldn't be out at a certain time. Mm -hmm. They couldn't congregate. They couldn't do all, all these different things. They couldn't own businesses because there was black codes and all these mm -hmm. different things. So that infringed on, on our ability to do for self. Mm -hmm. And so, so this peoplehood, nationhood, a lot of that stuff carries on today. We still have, we're still dealing with this, these issues. So we want to, you know, so so these are the, the five injury areas. So I just wanted to kind of highlight those things. And, you know, with that highlight, we're going to get a chance. Hopefully, if you will, please, please, please come back. And we're going to go over. We can definitely go into detail. We talked about a lot today uh, as far as uh, in giving brief overviews of really what's not only on your heart, uh, what what has been going on with you these past 20 some years huh i mean because this is this is effort that we poured in to uh the idealism i just recently started picking up again i started picking up my books and started looking at what well what is going on because i saw that there was something going on things just aren't jiving you know, the economics of what's happening, what's going on here. You know, we're seeing this. And of course, the pandemic has just it's like Walter Cronkite. I don't, I, you're probably not young enough to remember Walter Cronkite, but I am. Yes. And Walter, <laughs> Walter Cronkite would come on the news every evening and he would give the stats of how many U.S. soldiers fell or actually how many Viet Cong were killed okay so as long as he gave that number you know oh boy we're winning the war things seemed to be okay you know that was the mindset of what it is that they wanted to uh put in the people's minds is that okay well we're ready you know so what i'm hearing all i hear is black oppression how we have the most COVID cases, how, uh, you know, social economic issues. I, all I hear is black oppression. And I just got tired. It's like the Walter Cronkite syndrome in my ears. It's like, wait a minute, look. And it's like, it's supposed to smooth everything over as long as the African-American is on the bottom. They're still on the bottom. There's, you know, then everything's okay. No, it's not. Because if your brother is hurting, then you're hurting. And don't think that this pandemic or any issue that's going on is just going to stay in the African-American community. Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And it's coming. The dollar issue, the economics. I mean, how do you trillion all of a sudden come up with trillions of dollars? Uh, how do you do that? Uh, but it's not what people think. And I just had to re-educate. I had to I, get in I there. I think what you said, I mean, you said a mouthful with that. And, and, and that's the key thing that we have to be very aware of. If, if the 
is the propaganda. Mm, that, yes, that that's what that is, brother. And, and that's why is is very important that we have shows like yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be yeah. able to actually be able to share uh, positive things that are happening because uh, we bombarded with all these uh, negative things. Negative that, things. That, that is to, one, to get into the psyche of our people mm-hmm. that we can't, can't over, overcome. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the thing that we have to be, be aware of. And so, so these things continue, but, but you also made a good, another point was the, um, uh, you were talking about, uh, the recognition of, 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 you know, where we got to see, like when we're our brother's problems and, mm-hmm. and our sister's problems. Yeah. And that, like, guess what? That's Ujima. That's the principle of the, of, of Kwanzaa or in Guzu Saba, Ujima, mm-hmm. collective responsibility i've done the kwanzaa we've done some of the kwanzaa i mean all of the key points within some of the broadcasts it is it is definitely definitely a um it's the a point to where even if you don't want to accept and receive what christ has done for for you if you don't want to accept that then you still have a wonderful foundation in kwanzaa to understand now we want we want to do say because i am a christian here i do want to say this is that we are to be of good cheer because christ has overcome the world god is still in control of all of this and he did say in his book of isaiah that if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. He's talking about his face. So Mm -hmm. we don't seek the face of government. We don't seek the face of stimulus checks. We don't seek, seek, seek the face of boss, the boss man, you know, or our materialistic ideas in this capitalistic society. He says, be of good cheer. God says that he's over." Come, he's already overcome the world, and I always give uh, that's the hope that helps me to hold on is to know that God is in control and He's all right, He's He's got everything. But now we need to know that He's in control and that He's already empowered us to be that blessing and be and blessed. That's that's very key, mm-hmm. and that this, this is if that there. There's a higher power. Yes, you know? and that's the that's the challenge that we have to always uh, be be aware of. Yes, yes. Reza Singleton, big shout out to you, my sis. She said earlier evening. Good evening, my sis. Uh, Reza Singleton says, "Wow, so God is good. He is good, and wow to our brother here, brother Uuka Elegba. What an elegant name." What an elegant name. Brother, thank you so much. And please come back. Please come back and hang out with us. And, um, you know, I'd like to to do this at least once a month, you know, really once every two weeks until we've said all we want to say. You know? <laughs> You're definitely welcome to come back. Let's do this again. Big blessings to, uh, to you and your uh, efforts there with the Umoja book books and products so he's got some products out there you guys want to go out there and check out and of course the more that you support the more that can be offered just know 
And we do want to support black businesses as well. Big blessings to you and your family. All well, right. Well, again, I have to say it. Thank you greatly <laughs> for this opportunity because it's uh, this thing basically talking the discussion that we had today. This is something that uh, on a on a like on the uh, when when at when at the store you know when people come to the store we some people just come in they they and we just have these we have these different conversations impromptu conversations yeah, yeah. conversations about about these issues and uh so i'm just saying that i i'm very passionate i, I yes about, you are thank you and I, and I really really thank you for allowing me to you know to discuss some of these issues and i'm i look forward yeah let's let's get into some detail about it most definitely thank you sir thank you and thank you we went over a little bit today but you know sometimes we just have to we have to take the time and remember you take the time and educate and enlighten and it's 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 hard don't get me wrong i'll get into it and it's been i have been just limping my way through because the tears come the tears come when I read these books, the tears come, but well, well, I rather yeah, I, know, I, I rather know than not about. know. I know what you're talking about. Cause mm-hmm. uh, we actually doing this book right here and uh, I had to put it, put it down post-traumatic uh, mm-hmm. slave syndrome mm-hmm. because what happens is that she gave, um, mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of like a, uh, uh, example of uh, of uh, this uh, mother seeing her daughter being taken away mm. from the uh, slave master mm, mm, mm. and not being able to do anything do anything about it and she mm. so she was just saying that these are examples of things that happen and she talked about the uh, or you know and you just when you read it the way she's a good storyteller in that, in that regard. And it, and it, and it's kind of like when I read it, it was like, when let me, I had to put it down because mm-hmm. you know, these things happen. And, and I've, I've read several books over the years, but, mm-hmm. but somehow it still gets me, you know? Oh I, yeah. It gets me, you know, mm-hmm. I can't, you know. Yeah. But I rather know than not know. And then once we face it, then we talk about it. And then others, we don't let others not talk about it and not solve and get to the core of why all of these atrocities are still going on, especially uh, in the African-American community. Uh, I don't want to say especially black economics, but with with money, you can uh, feel that it's okay to where you can raise that child and not abort that child. Uh, With money, you feel that it's okay to where you can uh, make sure that your children have as far as, you know, you can live in a safer place and communities can be safer, even if they are in the African-American community. With money, you'll have some some dignity to where you can take the time and enlighten yourself by reading uh, books that are enlightened and and uh, it be okay to hear and, and calm down and not feel so rushed because you're just so tired to where you can eat better. See, with money, you can eat a little better. But you know, with that, God has given us the insight on what to do. So all we need to do is just be patient with ourselves, love ourselves, 
and love him and trust him. You talked about that trust. See, we can go in on another hour. <laughs> we go in another hour. This take it just takes time. But uh, we're gonna take the time, my brother. Thanks, thank you, brother. Uh, Elegba, Elegba, again. Thank you so much. God bless you, and thank you for joining another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. Share the link if it's been a blessing to you. If it's been enlightened, and if if it's enlightened your your thought process, it intrigued you. Uh, even for those that. Uh, might think that they're angry. You know, they don't like what they're hearing. Listen some more. I listen to stuff. I don't like what I'm hearing, you know, and let's reason together and be a blessing to where America truly will be that, uh, be that blessed place, that beacon of hope in the world. God bless. And if the Lord says the same, I'll see you next time. All right. Justice now.